0: Only then, that which is nameless, comes into being.
1: This is Urgency of Change, the Krishnamurti Podcast. Observe your opinions, watch them, and by watching, not rationalizing, not justifying, just watching, you will see that opinions do not matter at all. Hello and welcome to episode 165 of Urgency of Change. Each episode of the Krishnamurti podcast is compiled from carefully chosen extracts from our archives, representing different approaches to many of the fundamental issues and questions we all face in our lives. This week's theme is Opinion and Judgment. Upcoming themes are Stimulation, Aloneness and Technology. This is a podcast from Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. Please visit our updated website at kfoundation.org where you can find a new introduction to Krishnamurti, a growing collection of articles, a wide selection of quotes and a new index of topics. For easy access to carefully selected texts and recordings. Our online store stocks all available Krishnamurti books and ships worldwide. You can also find our regular quotes and videos on Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Krishnamurti Foundation Trust. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review or rating on Apple Podcasts, which helps our visibility. This week's episode on Opinion and Judgment has five sections. This first extract is from the second question and answer meeting in Ohi, 1984, titled, Why cling to opinions, not facts? Why
0: do we have opinions? The meaning of that word, opinion, means judgment evaluation, preconceived concepts, you know, the whole assertive, dogmatic opinions that each one has. Why do we carry so many opinions? Please inquire into this. Why do we have opinions at all? We have opinions about everything. And apparently that's so strong. And we think that is freedom to have a thousand opinions about everything. That gives you a sense of freedom, at least you think one is free. Independence. It's my opinion, I'm right. So we have a thousand opinions. And what are facts? What is fact? Fact is that which has happened, right? That which has happened. An incident or an accident is a fact which, has hap- which took place yesterday. And fact is also what is happening now. Right? What is happening now, you and I are sitting here having a conversation, a dialogue, a question, and answer and so on, That's a fact. What is not a fact is what may happen tomorrow. Right? I want to go together. In this. What may happen when you leave this place and go, go on to God? Something might. So, fact is that which has happened, that which is happening. And fact is not what will happen. That, that's clear. What will happen is decided what is happening now. Right? I want to proceed. The future is in the present. Right? The future is what you are now, is the future. Right? modified, but basically what you are now. So the future is in the present. Right? Lord, right? (laughs) And the past is also in the present. Right? So the present contains all time. Please don't play with this as a theory; it is meaningless. You can; it becomes a slogan if you repeat that, a cliché, and loses meaning. But if you see that the past has a continuity in the present, right? And the future is the past modified the present. Right? The past modified through the present. So the present, the now, contains all time. Right? And if you don't change the now, you will be exactly the same tomorrow, slightly modified. So the future is in the present. I want this is really quite important to understand because what is action? I mustn't go into that's too hard. <laughs> so what is why do human beings cling to opinions? not facts. You can conclude from a fact an opinion. Right? A fact can be made into an opinion. But the opinion is not the fact. I may have an accident in a car and... You come around, see it, and you have umpteen opinions about it. But the fact is that I have an accident. So why do we have opinions at all about, about um, government, about religion, about this, about that, about literature, about poems, you follow? Why? Is it a kind of game? Is it a kind of wastage of energy? Is it another form of chattering? Which is all a waste of time, a waste of energy. Whereas if you stick to facts, which is what has happened, what is happening, that's only facts. I am looking at the tree; that's a fact. Why have I, why do I have to have an opinion about that? If I am a lumber merchant, thank God I am not, and. I say, that's a valuable tree, let's cut it down, that's a different matter. But to have constant opinions about everything seems to one such a stupid waste of energy and time, and, you know, so useless. And judgment. The question is, what is judgment? A judge passes a sentence on somebody, criminals, some innocent man. There was a judge once, whom I, I, the speaker, happened to know. He was high up in the law and became a judge. And one morning, after many years of judgment, he said, what am I judging? What, what is truth? I am passing judgment about everything, according to precedent and so on. What is truth? Unless I find that out, judgment has no meaning. So, it's a custom in India, those, in those days, about fifty-eight years ago, he called his family. He said, "I'm go- going to withdraw from the world, go off into the forest, into some distant village, meditate, and find out." I'm. This is. We are telling you the facts of it, not opinions about it. After. 20 years, or 40 years, I've forgotten the exact time, somebody brought him to listen to one of the talks that K was giving. And he came to see me, the speaker afterwards, and he said, you know what I have been doing all these 40 years? I started out to find truth, meditate, did all kinds of things, And I see now that I have been mesmerising myself. I have been living an illusion. Right? You understand all this? For an old man to acknowledge such statement and to say that's a fact, that needs a great deal of perception. So what is judgement? What is justice? Is there justice in the world? Hmm? Please ask this question of yourself. Is there justice in the world? You are born with in a good family, money, education, prosperity success and the other lives in a small ghetto no future except poverty constant struggle right? Where is justice in that? The Indians have a very good explanation the Hindus which is karma You understand? Don't, please, that word karma means to act. Not all the things given to it. To act rightly at the now. Because what is, if you act rightly now, the future is right. So, all your you act mischievously now, you pay for it next day or next life. Now, is there justice in the world? A crook can employ a clever lawyer and get away with it. This is happening every day. You are clever, I am not. You are beautiful, I am not. You are extraordinarily alive, I am not. This is facts. So where is there justice? There is so-called legal justice, which is totally different from actual justice. Justice can only be found where there is freedom and compassion. Without that freedom and compassion, which, is, which, in its movement is intelligence, there is justice. Otherwise, there is no justice in the world. This is. Please, not an opinion, not a theory, but when you have this feeling of great compassion, which is quite a deep question, then there is, in that compassion, there is justice.
1: The second extract is from Krishnamurti's first talk in Sanan, 1983, titled Opinions Bring Conflict. So, what is peace?
0: And how can we establish and lay the foundations so that we build on that? psychologically speaking. You understand, sirs, we are talking over together. I am not pointing out, the speaker is not the authority, but in talking over together, Things become very clear. If we can talk over together without any bias, without any prejudice, having no conclusions or concepts what peace is, then we can go into it together. But if you have opinions, about peace, what peace should be, then your enquiry stops. Opinions have no value, though the whole world is run on opinions. Opinions are limited. Your opinion, or the speaker's opinion, opinions of the totalitarian governments or the opinions of the church people and so on they're all limited your judge your judgement and the opinion of which val- which gives values are all limited i hope we understand the word what it means to be limited When you think about yourself from morning till night, as most people do, it's very, very limited. When you say you are Swiss, it's very limited. <coughs> or when you are proud to be a British, as though you are God's chosen people, that too is limited. So, opinions are limited and when one sees that clearly then one does not cling to opinions or the values that opinions have created. Because then your opinion against another opinion doesn't bring about peace. That is what is happening in the world. One ideology against another ideology, the Communist, Socialist, the Democrat and so on. So please understand, if I may repeat again, that we are talking over together, and if you are adhering to your opinion, And I am sticking to mine, then we shall never meet. So there must be freedom from opinions and its values. Is that clear? (coughs) Can we go on from there? That you are actually not holding back your opinions and use and use them as axes to beat each other, to kill each other, but opinions are are limited and therefore they must inevitably bring about conflict. If you hold on to your conclusions and your conclusions are also limited, another (coughs) holds, his conclusions, his experience, which are always limited, then there must be not only conflict, wars, destruction, and all the rest. Of it. If you see that very clearly, then opinions become very, very superficial and have no meaning. So please. When you are inquiring into what is peace and whether we can live in peace, don't have opinions about it. Be free to inquire. And in that inquiry, act. The very inquiry is action. Not that you inquire first and then act, but in the process of inquiry, you are acting. I hope again, this is clear that there must be freedom, which is the very basis of peace. There must be freedom from all the values of opinions, so that we can together actually, not theoretically, but factually, that you and the speaker have no opinions, which is a tremendous demand, because we live on opinions. All the newspapers, magazines, books are based on opinions. Somebody says that, you agree, and that is your opinion too another reads another book and forms an opinion. So please, to find out the true meaning of peace and the depth of it and the beauty of it and the quality of it. There must be no bias Obviously that's the first demand Not that you must have faith in peace or make your life the goal of your life to live peacefully or search out from books from others what is peace but to inquire very deeply whether your whole being can live in peace.
1: The third extract is from the fourth talk in New Delhi, 1972, titled Opinions Prevent Clarity of Perception
0: Have you ever watched the operation of will in yourself? And have you ever gone into this question, what is the necessity of will at all? When you see something very clearly… Is there an action of will? You understand my question? Look, sir, will as an act is a pattern of conformity. Conformity to a pattern, to an ideal, to a victim. So, when you understand the whole structure of conformity, then is there an act of will at all? When you see something very clearly, when you see danger, physical danger, you act, don't you, instantly. There is no act of will there. Your nervous response is immediate, right? Now is there an action in which will doesn't exist at all, will is time, You, I will do that, <coughs> that it demands time. And therefore will is not action in the present, it is always in the future. So will implies contradiction. <laughs> right? So meditation in daily life is acting is action in which there is neither choice nor will <coughs> because You see things very clearly, right? Right. Now what does it mean to see clearly? How to observe yourself, or a cloud, or your neighbour? clearly, not only visually, but with clarity of a mind that is un- unconfused, with a clarity of mind that has no shadow. You, hmm? Now how does… Not how, sorry, I withdraw that word is a mind capable of looking clearly, without distortion. (coughs) Distortion exists where there are images, in relationship or in action – right? I am related to you. And I have image about you. That image prevents me from looking at you. I have knowledge, experience of what you have said to me or done to me. That knowledge, that opinion, that prejudice prevents seeing clearly. Right? You understand the statement? Opinion, conclusion, concept, knowledge prevents in relationship seeing the fact. What is important in this is to see. Clearly. When that is becomes tremendously urgent, then opinion, conclusion, judgment is put aside. Then you are looking. You got it? You understand, sir? Oh, are we traveling together? Look, you have opinions, haven't you? Judgments. Knowledge. Both technological knowledge and knowledge in relationship. Memory. In relationship. With that memory, you look. With the conclusions you have, with the images you have, you look. And therefore, you don't see clearly. When the urgency to see clearly, the intensity, the passion, the demand to see clearly, then opinion, judgement, conclusion have no place. Right? You see the truth of it. That you cannot see clearly where there is an observer who is the past. and to look without the observer. The observer is the me, (coughs) me, my opinion, my hurts, my longings, my ambitions, my… oh, all my petty little demands, when that is dominant, when that is overflowing. There is no clarity in perception. So can you look at your neighbour, at your intimate relationship with another, without any conclusion, without any image? You hear that and you say, that's quite right, that it's true. Then you will exercise will to achieve that. Whereas we are saying, don't exercise will at all, but just observe. That is, you have opinions, just observe your opinions, watch it. And by watching it, not rationalising it, not justifying it, just watching it, then you will see that opinions do not matter at all, therefore you are able to look clearly. You have understood what it means to look clearly, which is to observe without imagination, without contrivance of thought, without the me everlastingly operating in observation. So, behavior in daily life is the love of truth and action, which is not based on choice and will. Is that clear that I have explained? That is the foundation. If that doesn't exist in your life, do what you will. Follow all the gurus, all the systems. Stand on your head, or I don't know, whatever you do. You will never know what meditation is. You will be playing around with words, with uh, tri- deceiving yourself. That is, you must lay the foundation of behavior in relationship and knowledge is essential not in relationship but in the in carrying out certain functions you have understood all this
1: The fourth extract is from Krishnamurti's second talk in Santa Monica 1974, titled Opinions and judgments are a barrier to relationship.
0: When one begins to inquire, look, examine, this order must exist not only in contradiction within ourselves, but also in our relationship. Because all our societies is based on the outcome of our relationship. Not only with those who are close to oneself, but also the neighbor, whether that neighbor be Hundred feet away or thousand miles away is still our neighbor. And to discover and therefore learn what is relationship in the context of freedom. Can there be freedom in relationship? Or freedom is always limited where memory, in relationship, acts. I don't know if we are sufficiently serious enough to go into this question. And if we are, please, as I said yesterday, it's a matter of sharing. The exploration which we are doing, or the investigation, is a work in which we share together, in which we are cooperating to find out what it means, and therefore learn, freedom in relationship. And so what is relationship? Are we related at all to each other, though we may have married, children, girl and boy, and all the rest of that business, whether we are at all related? That is, to be in contact with, to Understand the other to have close companionship, to be able to have deep responsibility in that relationship. As I said, we are going to learn what this responsibility in relationship in the context of freedom means. One can make a statement, and as we are educated, and most unfortunately, To abstract from that statement a conclusion, then that conclusion becomes a memory, and according to that memory, we live. That is, I hear you make a statement, and I draw a conclusion from that statement, which is an abstraction of that statement, a conclusion which is stored up in, the, in memory, and according to that memory and conclusion I act. This is what we generally do, because conclusions we think, will give us security. It's a safe thing to be, have a conclusion about something. Therefore it has become merely a, a knowledge, a memory, and therefore the learning comes to an end. Whereas if we could listen to a statement Please listen to this attentively, if you will. If you listen to a
1: statement,
0: don't draw a conclusion, right or wrong, agree or not agree, have opinions about but just listen. And in the very act of listening, is the learning, which is not an abstract conclusion. Because most of us and most of our lives are based on conclusions, a conceptual way of living. Not actual living, but a a concept according to which we are living. That very concept and the actuality is a division and therefore conflict and disorder. So, what is relationship? Because it's one of the most important things in life. because we cannot possibly live without relationship. All life is a movement in relationship, and without understanding the meaning of that word, the significance, the inward nature of that word, to bring about a fundamental transformation in society seems so utterly impossible. So it it behoves us to understand the meaning and the responsibility that is involved in relationship. Are we ever related to another? Or, there are barriers between us, between the man and the woman, between the neighbour and yourself, between another and yourself, and so on. If there are barriers, which are essentially conclusions, then relationship doesn't exist. If I have a conclusion about you, which is an opinion, a judgement, an evaluation, an image about you, I obviously am not related to you. The barrier comes in between. And therefore, relationship has no responsibility except to the conclusion which I have drawn about you. Please, do see this. If I have a conclusion about you, I am loyal to that conclusion. I am responsible to that conclusion. And I feel safe, secure in that conclusion. And I feel I am responsible being to that conclusion to you. And you have your own conclusions, opinions, judgments, images about me and you are responsible to that image, opinion, judgment, conclusion. And yet we, are, we think we are related. So can the mind, observing this, not memorising it, but observing it, learning about it, Can the mind see, actually, if it is functioning, living in conclusions with regard to relationship? That is, to put it more bluntly and definitely, you have conclusions about your wife or husband, somebody else or other. You have them. And you are responsible to those conclusions, not to the person, but to the idea of that person. And so you have actually no relationship at all. And can that conclusion, opinion, judgment, image to which you are loyal, to which you are responsible, not to the person but to the conclusion, can that conclusion be set aside totally? And and to prevent further conclusions being formed, Are we going together? Please, do share this thing with the speaker. Both of us are travelling the same road. We are trying to learn on that road the the question of relationship, what it means. Because relationship is one of the most important things in life. One cannot possibly escape from it. One can build barriers between each other, one can, as one does now, pursue, each one's own idiosyncrasies, ambitions, uh, pleasures, isolating oneself in relationship. That's what we are doing, each one trying to fulfil his own selfish ends. Now, we are asking two things the conclusions we have made about the other, and to to prevent further conclusions being made. I have conclusions about you, and undoubtedly you have about the speaker. Otherwise you wouldn't be sitting there. Now can you put aside totally that conclusions? Otherwise, you have no relationship with the speaker. And therefore, no communication. And therefore You cannot possibly share in what is being said. So can you put aside, seeing the significance, the meaning of relationship, and that where there is a barrier of conclusion, image, judgment, which is really knowledge, between you and the other, can you put those aside? And you can put those aside only by observing it, learning about it, not saying, I must put it aside in order to have good relations. That is, can you observe? into yourself the conclusions, the image that you have built about another, observe it without wanting to transform it, suppress it, deny it, or justify it, just to observe. And can you observe Without the observer, who is the very who is the very who creates the image? I hope you are following all this. You know, this is not a process of analysis. To me, analysis is a paralysis. You laugh very easily, don't you? But yet, that's what you're doing. See, analysis is really prevents complete action. Which is a form of paralysis. You can postpone action through analysis. Analysis implies time, the analyzer, and the analyzed. And each analysis must be complete and right, true. Otherwise, what you have analyzed. If not complete, distorts the next analysis. And the analyzer himself needs analysis, professionally as well as for yourself. And it also implies time. You can take years and years, analysing and doing nothing about it. At the end of your life you are still analysing. And that is what is happening now in the world, and which seems so utterly – I was going to use the word stupid – it has no meaning. Perhaps it has a meaning to those who are somewhat neurotic, and perhaps maybe, as most of us are more or less neurotic, we think analysis is necessary. But if you go into this question of analysis rather deeply and clearly, you will see for yourself and therefore learn for yourself, not from the speaker. If you learn from the speaker then it becomes merely the cultivation of memory. But if you learn in sharing the investigation of analysis, you will see for yourself the cause becomes cause has its effect and the effect becomes the cause for the next action. So it's an endless chain where if you look and see that analysis does not bring understanding and therefore perception and action. And, as I said, we are not analysing, we are just observing, looking at exactly what's going on. So can the mind, with its observer, which has drawn conclusions about the other, can that mind observe itself why it has drawn a conclusion because it in that conclusion there is safety security which prevents relationship and hearing that statement not draw a conclusion but see the truth of it And seeing the truth of it and learning about it pre- finishes the conclusions that one has made. And can you prevent other conclusions being made in relationship? Those are the two questions we have put to ourselves to wipe away the conclusions that one has and to prevent further conclusions from arising the conc- further conclusions that arise can be prevented if at the moment of the word gesture or a look you are totally aware.
1: The final extract in this episode is from the third discussion in Saanan, 1976, titled Is Right Action Based on Judgment?
0: The question is, why? human beings always judge, or condemn, or approve, or accept? Why is there this constant movement of appreciation or depreciation? Why is there this state? That is the question. Why do you think you judge? It is our tradition partly, isn't it? We are brought up from childhood to judge, to evaluate. Right? This is good, this is bad, this is right, this is wrong, this should be, this should not be. I am not good, I am bad, all the rest of it, this constant repetition of judgement. Is that an avoidance of facing oneself? You understand my question? I project judgement over everything politics, economics, religion, God, no God, about everything, and projecting that I hide myself from myself. It is like a smokescreen I throw out and behind that I refuse to look. Is that one of the factors? And is it another factor? that it is much easier to judge, judgment being opinion, prejudice, or previous knowledge. And that a reaction to previous knowledge is, is almost instantaneous, and so it is much easier to judge than to withhold judgement and observe, which becomes much more difficult. So it, is it an avoidance and an escape from looking exactly at what is? And is judgement in religious matters, it's tremendously potent. Potent. Because all religions judge. There is, when you die, there is a judge, an entity who is going to judge you. You know, the Greek idea, all this is a form of judgment about you. When you go to appear at the gate of St Peter, then he 's going to judge you, and so on and on and on, is that part of our great tradition, religious, social, and also a partly avoidance avoiding to observe what actually is going on. If some of these are the facts, and perhaps more, is it possible not to judge at all, but to observe? I like that red shirt, or I don't like that red shirt, but without that reaction to just to observe then i learn much more i see that colour totally differently i don't know if you have noticed it so in behaviour That gentleman asked the question, what is behaviour? What is what place has judgment in behaviour? You understand? I judge one judges behaviour according to a traditional pattern. I get up and the ladies come in, open the doors for the ladies, this or that, various forms of behavior. Now what relationship is judgment to behavior? You understand what I'm you understand my question? And what is behaviour, to behave, to act, really, isn't it? To act in my relationship with another, or with my friend, so on, so on, in relationship, to act. Now, to act rightly, correctly, accurately. Which is not judgment, is it? I wonder if you see that. We say behavior is action, right? Of course. Is is that action based on judgment, or is it? accurate, correct, right – I am using those three words which, are, which have the same meaning. Hmm? So when we use the word accurate, is that accuracy based on previous memories, previous uh, activity, previous pattern? and then judge my action, right or wrong, good or bad, or is action, correct action, incorrect the action, there is no judgment. I am finding something. What is correct action? Can I say previously, before the act takes place, this is correct action, this is the wrong action? You understand my question? I wonder, are we meeting each other? I want to find out, as a human being living in this world, what is correct action politically, religiously, you know, in every way, in all the way, completely. Now how am I to find out what is correct action? First I must inquire if it is based on judgement, judgement of others. Hmm? or a judgement which I am going to impose on my action, according to the pattern which I have developed. So is correct action based on a judgement of others, or on my own judgement based on experience, knowledge and all the rest of it? You understand? Are we meeting? Yes. Am I acting because of environment correctly, or am I acting correctly because I have previous patterns of behaviour? I wonder. All is action, independent of both. Action means the doing now. Right, the doing now. Active present, isn't it? The verb to act and acting is the is the moment of action. If that action is based on the future ideals, hope, uh, judgment, then it's not acting right or if i have, if that action is based on my previous conclusions this is not acting right i wonder if i act according to the past it is not action or if i act according to the future it is not action action being the active present of that word, verb to act right Action is only in the present. So where does judgement take place? You understand my question? If I am acting without the pattern of the future or the past, then it is complete action. You may say that is wrong action. Or another may say it's right, but it is action. I wonder if I'm making. It. So behavior is not based on the past pattern or a future ideal. It is acting now, whatever that action be in the present. And if the, please see the importance of this, if there is no pattern of the future. Which according to which I am acting, or a pattern of the past according to which I am acting, then I am acting without motive, without the idea of a reward or punishment. So acting is now. So where Action is in the present, freed from the past and the future, it is right action.